0: Spoke
1: I went to sleep that night without knowing that it would be the last night I ever spent in that bed at my parents' house in London. Meredith, my mum shook me awake. The room was dark, making it obvious it wasn't morning yet, or well, not time to get up for school anyway. Mum, I mumbled in my half asleep state, it's time to go. Everything I told you about those stories is true. It's time for you to leave us so you can train to be a protector. Your dad and I, we've done everything we possibly can to prepare you.
0: first charge is the first book in the Destiny Initiative served by Amanda Steele. The book can be purchased in paperback from Amazon. The e-book can also be purchased on Kindle, Kobo, Apple Books and many others. Spoken oh, label. Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up Beginning of 2016, and as of recording, has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and literally 10 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label, all one word, Spoken Label.bandcount. Com. On the Bandcamp, it is set as pay what you want, so you are entirely, if you wish, you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you're throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always eternally grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running the podcast. Enjoy. Spoken oh. Label. Hi guys, Andy and Spoken Label back in the house and we're on Zoom today, again, of course. And um, we're in one of my favourite places today, actually. Well, we're not, but I'm chatting to a writer from that. Um, a few people know I love I love the area of Brighton. So this one, this one Chance came up to chat with a young lady a you know, the, the couple of weeks ago. I just jumped straight away. The book interested me. Mm-hmm. And also, she's actually living in an area called Hove. Now, Hove is right next door to Brighton. And I kind of done an awful lot of gigs down there in writing this piece over the years. So... It's a pleasure to chat somebody back from that area. So Aisha, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them who you are. Tell us a little bit about your journey as a writer. Obviously, I know, you, I know you're living in Hove so take it from there. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so thank you so much for having me on today as well. This has been a really exciting opportunity. I've been really looking forward to it since <laughs> we arranged it. For you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm, I'm Aisha, and I'm a born and bred Bretonian. And I start. I first started writing when I was when I was really young. I mean, I think I started dabbling in writing when I was before double digits. But then my first book came out when I was late late eleven, early twelve. It was called The Melancholy Killer. It was about vampires and werewolves, and the one of the main characters was a garden gnome. um, Oh wow! Saving the day.
0: That's (laughs) original straight away. So. It was so random. Sounds like completely that one. So what made you want to write a book at that age Because I you don't don't, I don't hear stories people write novels, certainly when you're at eleven and twelve. Unless you're really disciplined.
1: (laughs) I just really love literature. I mean reading and writing. And when I was younger, when I first started properly reading, I was probably about eight and I just would inhale books like air. I would go through maybe one novel a day and I was just reading constantly, constantly. And it got to the point where I was just like, I have to write my own. (laughs) And so I did. It wasn't very good, though, obviously.
0: (laughs) Oh, of course I... Did did, did you get it published, did you, or was it... Is that in the archives, as I would say?
1: (laughs) I did self-publish it, and then I recently unpublished it because I've decided to rewrite it and post it for free on Wattpad.
0: That's a good idea, yeah. Wattpad's a really good platform for that sort of stuff. So, not what I tend to use, but yeah, yeah, I know all of it. So, so how far into the rewrites are you with it, then, or is it one to, to be completed, is it?
1: it's just, it's very, very early days because there's, so we've got two other things I'm working on and college essays to do, so.
0: And sleep, I'm sleep, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't get much of that anymore with all of this stuff.
0: Oh God, yeah, no, it's at the moment, it's crazy, crazy day. So yeah, now we're here today really to talk about your first, well, I can't say first novel, but I should we say your first adult novel, Is that better then? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, The Fire Within My Heart which is yes. book one in the Scarlet Sherry vampire series. So obviously I know a bit about your background. We'll come on to that in a moment, but tell mm-hmm. people obviously where the idea of this book came from. Um,
1: It's also, I really love vampires and the occult and sort of Gothic fiction. And so I was very much inspired by that and sort of, that's where I got the ideas for, like, the, the species of the characters, I suppose. But if I'm being perfectly honest, I was I was at work, and we weren't having a particularly busy time, and I needed something to do. So I just started writing <laughs> really fat Oh, and it's
0: got to be done.
1: And it became a real thing.
0: Oh, wow. No, it's, it goes that way sometimes between us and obviously the world. Like, it's um, got some years ago, I used to be attempting. And um, I attempted attempt over once at a reception, an area, a place I won't name. I was there for four months, and I think I wrote about 40 poems in four pumps there. So I know exactly <laughs> what you mean by that. So you do, it's like, if it gets quiet, then it's a secret, it's obviously twinned between us doing in the world. But I used to find that <laughs> frequently that used to just go for just scribble, basically. So <laughs> I got a chance I have Zoom you with the same baser then, weren't you? So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, why, why not, as I would say so, for that one. So, how long did the book take you to write? Was it quite a quick process, was it, this book? Or?
1: I think actually writing it was quite quick. I think I started writing it in April and it was finished in August. It's not, that's not bad.
0: It's not bad, Dan. That's, I guess, a very good process because I don't know what you're like. I, I'm in a few writing, well, writers support, well, so called writer support groups on Facebook. And it cracks me and Amanda, up the partner, when we see people go on there and say, "Oh, we've wrote a novel in two weeks," and we're
1: just—I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't imagine doing that personally.
0: <laughs> I know it's like your case. Okay. You said about four, four, five months. I think it's not a bad price. Like, not bad, not bad. Going there because I know when Amanda writes her novels, we're talking about one four goes to me, and I know she did that in about five months, five or six months. She did so. So I think mm. she's she just started a sequel to it now. Actually, so. Like I said, but it's like I said, I five, six months if you know what you're doing, if you're well versed in it, you know what you're doing. Like I guess about about fair base it on yourself. that way straight away. So, that one straight away. No, excellent. So, now, do you want to tell people, obviously, a bit about the book so we can give a teaser?
1: Of course. Um, so, it follows the main character Scarlett and basically, as she becomes a vampire. So, book one is very much focused on her sort of evolution into becoming a vampire and the changes that come with that as well as her developing relationships with for firstly the person who turned her and then a group of other supernatural creatures who she befriends and the plot is basically to hunt down the man who murdered her
0: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. because
1: yeah. he's killing more people so they have to try and stop him
0: Alright, so the guy that mur- just you the guy that murdered, it, is he a vampire then no, or is he just a killer?
1: No, he's not. He's just a nasty man. <laughs>
0: oh right, okay, yeah. No, that play. No. So he's got bought he has got bought back to life as a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's mm-hmm. a good premise. I could do a bit, I so. So how have you found the reaction to your book so far? Because I know you've had. So I have looking at your Amazon page before and you've had quite a few quite a few good ratings in this book as well.
1: Yes, no. I've have I've had good. I have had good reviews actually. I mean, not many people have read it because obviously everything's done entirely by myself, um, and I can't particularly afford marketing or anything. So it's not the easiest to get it out there per se. But the people who have read it have generally been really supportive of it, which makes me so happy.
0: Oh yeah, completely. You know, you've you get some. It's hard nowadays, in some ways, to actually get if you're trying to do a book by yourself like that self-marketing because it's it's one of the difficult things going and I like get mm-hmm. i know about myself to have more no approach books It's trying to self-market it's just plain difficult so but like you said i'm sure you found that yourself have you done any have you done any readings to support the book have you
1: no no nothing like that
0: oh we're the first I've spoken labels your first one then basically is it so
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: you'll be fine We found that not brilliant no, no, that, so now before obviously we talk about what plans you've got for the future with this book I know you've got a big interest in magic haven't you and obviously the wit- in witches themselves. so and th- I think that what I can understand this is quite a major element of this book itself isn't it
1: yes no it is so I have been a practitioner of witchcraft for about a decade on and off because I was young a decade ago I was only 10 but Aww. um <laughs> but on and off and I did incorporate I really did try to incorporate a lot of um, kind of real witchcraft in it. So a lot of there is a witch in it. And when she discusses nature and the elements and about sort of energy and power of intention that is coming from genuine experience and knowledge from my own practice and also knowledge from other witches. That I speak because I have a witches group on Facebook that I run and have read many a book on it. So it's yeah. kind of real. <clears throat> for
0: what what say, made you want to get into witchcraft originally then? And obviously like, that magic side of things. Again, mm. obviously like I said I can tell from your first book you told before we did have your eleven and twelve, didn't you? So is it like mm. was was this in your background growing up then, really? Was it or was this something you, you stumbled across when you were very young?
1: It was so, it was sort of just something I stumbled across. So I think I've just always grown up with a real reverence for nature and then I discovered this this craft which a lot of the main focus is about nature and the earth and the elements and the power of the elements and our connection to them and because I'm a secular witch so I don't actually be, believe in the gods or goddesses I just very much believe in our energy and our connection to the earth and our relationship to things around us in that way.
0: Brilliant, Brilliant. that sounds really really fascinating indeed that so like I said it's where you're obviously living in Brighton it's not is. it's everyone doesn't know it's incredible artistic town the local town or city itself and it's like mm. i know that from when i used to go around there because i did a couple of, i used to have done gigs around brighton before now over it and um, oh it's gonna annoy me now a couple of get a couple of features on the lanes and mm. i did a, i know that from you, can, you can get all kinds of groups around there and some pieces of, and that's why i think you find everything living in the area that you are this is a very encouraging very supportive for your sort of beliefs like that
1: Oh definitely. It's it's such a good area. If you're a little bit out there, then Brighton is definitely the place to be.
0: Oh yeah, completely with that. It's just some marvelous areas live living. Expensive marvelous areas to live in. Yeah. That's for sure of it. So oh, brilliant. It's so a good good look at that, definitely. So and obviously like if people are wondering, then obviously your background as a witch and the magic is then portrayed mm-hmm. quite heavily into your book then basically, isn't
1: it? It is. But then also things that I don't really believe in. So like um there's a necromancer in it who's one of the main characters as well. And his necromancy, I've I did loads of research onto real necromancy and how people actually used to do it, sort of back in the day, back in the day meaning like medieval times.
0: Yeah, not like so, last year or
1: ten years ago, just just. To <laughs> and um, so when he's doing a ritual, his necromatic ritual, it it is like a genuine based on genuine rituals it did happen, and his he has an athame like a ceremonial blade, and the runes on it are all genuine runes and the material it's made from is a material associated with death and things so i did really try and even the elements of it that i don't believe in i did try and make them have a, a basis in reality and history
0: yeah i think is what you've done here is uh, to correct me if you're wrong with this i'm presuming mm-hmm. here like obviously um, the research you do into this book went on for a couple of years didn't it really before you actually sat down and wrote the book that's what it sounds like straight oh, away yeah. there
1: oh definitely I mean I think over the years I've accumulated quite a base knowledge of some of these things but then it really did sort of go a lot more in-depth with researching for my story
0: yeah you can see it's straight away with that so you always said research 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 is essential and then sort of book basically now like yours is a prime <laughs> example of that straight away isn't it really so <laughs> oh, <brilliant. laughs> okay i not got a lot else on. I to mean, ask you about your book today but I know obviously everyone looks at your website it is listed as series mm. and the first books obviously out. So, we are. Am I going right to presume there was a second book on the way?
1: Yes, there is. Um, I have been bashing out a lot of it these last few days, particularly today. Um, it's. Well, actually, I have six books in the series planned and I have wow. them all completely planned out the entire plot lines, all of the characters, um, the ins and outs of them. But. Yes, book two in the series is very, very close to the first draft being finished.
0: Oh, well done. Well done, so what are you looking at um, possibly getting this published this year then, are you?
1: I'm hoping to. I'm hoping in the summer, around the same time that The Fire Within My Heart came out, so about August.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably a good pace, that, really, because I said, it's August and August, don't you, So, And you were telling me you were hinting before, you've got another book in mind as well, haven't you?
1: I do, so it's 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 very different from what I usually write because I've only ever written fantasy and usually vampire fantasy um and I've been right working slowly on a contemporary romance um wow. a, a lesbian contemporary romance <laughs> so <Wow>. completely different
0: <laughs> what's made you want to ever go around to a different genre like that? that's in a way it's similar in it but I can see what you're getting at. to a agree with it but it's also quite different as well so What's made you want to tackle a completely different genre?
1: Do you know, it's funny. I was, we moved into a new flat recently and I was in the the foyer of it and I just had this idea for like these two women who meet in a flat and their neighbours and it just sort of came to me. And originally one of them was going to be a vampire and I was like, oh, it'll be another vampire thing. And then I was like, actually, I can make this a real sort of hard-hitting, slow-burn romance, and it doesn't have to have any vampires in, which I might have never said before.
0: <laughs> but
1: <laughs> it was oh, a burst of inspiration.
0: Brilliant. <clears throat> now, I'm always a believer in writing. I think mean, you always got to try different things out all the time, try different yeah. approaches out, if you can, different genres. And I can't, I can't blame you if I'm going to go, go and do one there, definitely so wow oh, great. So is, is that quite a new project again, or oh, is that one quite developed as well?
1: No, it's quite new. I think I'm only about ten thousand words into it, so and it's just a very rough draft at the moment.
0: Yeah, that'll be some obviously some time down the line then, but it's the so so If you get oh, it, myself. Yeah. So. Now, I just want to ask you a bit of a general question to conclude with there today. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like we're we're still in the middle of lockdown at the moment, and um, mm-hmm. how has your writing been affected by the lockdown?
1: Mm, I mean, at first it was kind of almost helpful because it was like, oh, I have all this time to do creative things. But then I think the stress, and I don't think it's just me because I'm in the writing community on Twitter, and I think the stress for people has just continued to build and now it has been quite a dampener to creativity. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think I'm alone in that one, though, really. Have you yeah. found that too? Or has yeah, it helped no. you? Quite, been, it has been quite a difficult.
0: That's a show of it because I've done. Um, I think when you're like, I'm on the poetry performance circuit in Manchester, and certainly mm. prior to lockdown, me and Amanda, she's a, a poet as well as an novelist. We used to cover lots of different nights and meet people all the time. And it's, have you, I've have been for when you're getting forced up to Zoom, it's a different sort of feel altogether. I mean, you find yeah. that issue in Nike. It's, I've met been, I've been quite a few friends off it, actually. And it's, but it's, it's interesting because it's different sort of relationships altogether you're building. Maybe you mm. found the same yourself, have you been forced on the Zoom and stuff?
1: Yes, I mean, it has. It's, it's been, I mean, it's been good in some ways. I'm not a particularly outgoing person, so not having to leave the house hasn't been particularly hard. But also, even I have got to the point where I'm like, I miss people. <laughs> I can't huh? wait to things to reopen and to go to a live music event and just hug my friends.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, completely. I know what you mean by that, because... I know Brighton where you are, and I know we're, we're wandering a bit here, but it's what it is. But um, I know my mate told me, he went over to Brighton just for Christmas to go and see his ex-boyfriend. And he told me basically, I think you were in a tier two of them, memory's correct, weren't you? But well, you went to tier four, mm-hmm. went to complete lockdown. Manchester's been in like tier three and four. <laughs> the nearly the full beginning of it, so we've been in a full lockdown for nearly a year now. So not
1: think, really.
0: Yeah, it's not been easy, that's for sure. When they lifted all, they lifted all the you know, the other restrictions slightly last the end of last summer. I remember mm. that we lasted about a month, and we went over to see my parents in Streatham immediately. Then we went to attempt to get to go see a man's family over in Bradford. a story a day now, mm. but yeah. But then after that, I lockdown kicked in again, so it's been it's not been easy, that's for sure. A bit so, no. That's why. So- but like. but it's it's I think in some ways it's let me I managed to keep my eyes ticking along, but. And the, i think after a while paranoia is creeping into people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i think you probably you probably feel like do you feel like it impacts on your writing to a degree
1: i think so i think i think it's a kind of a difficult one because i'm just i find sometimes i'm fine with it and then i'll have these days where i'm just exceptionally stressed and anxious about what's going on and and then I fall into this whole thing of just having no energy and I don't really write for a while. So I've not re- I've had writer's block for about a month now. These have been the, this has been the first week I've really like bashed out endless words and it's been amazing.
0: Oh, I think um, it does. Oh, it does. It just gives you my energy rush, doesn't it? So, and I encourage you mm. definitely to get going. I know what you mean with it. It does. I like am I'm, I'm writing a lot slower than the poetry, that's the show of it. But it's down to the fact I've just God, got the day job really. And, it's just trying to take yeah. along with the outside things, but I've got stuff on the go, so it's just pretty, pretty really busy at the minute. So, in different ways. So, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. that's we'll conclude the chat bit now for you, Aisha. So we'll let you get prepared we'll to read your extract for us now. If people want mm. to find out more about you, Aisha, where are the best going?
1: Oh, um, probably, probably my Twitter. To be honest, um, it's got the link to my website and a free story on Wattpad and every other social media I have, but I'm very communi- communicative with people on Twitter, so be the best place.
0: <laughs> sounds good to me. Well, I've got your Twitter details. I can look it people afterwards, so sounds great to me. Okay. So, right, okay, we'll let you get composed. Take a, take a quick deep breath and <clears throat> pause the recording, and we'll and everybody. See you. Okay. Spoken Hi guys. Okay, okay, I'm still here with Aisha and she's. Got an extract from one of our works now. Go for it, Aisha
1: Okay, so I've chosen an extract that's quite it's actually quite far towards the end and it's it's got quite a lot of dialogue between two of the main characters, Gwydion and Nicolaus, who definitely have my favourite relationship in the book because it's very love hate.
0: <laughs> what um, mostly hate or does love hate?
1: <laughs> they say mostly hate, but I don't <laughs> think anyone believes me. <laughs> but um it. yeah uh okay so no scarlet save your sanity it is so easy to lose and almost impossible to regain once lost Gwydion said gently trust me when i say you do not need to see such horrors i speak only of what is best for you are you implying i do not Nicolaus asked the first threads of rehashed anger forcing through the words Gwydion locked hostile eyes on Nicolaus Implying, no, Nicolaeus, I thought I was being quite explicit. You are just as selfish and reckless as you were four centuries ago. Is this what power does to you? Does it send you into a state of madness where you lose all sagacity? I would do nothing to harm Scarlet. Surprisingly, William responded with, I believe you, that you would never cause harm to your lover willfully. What do you mean by that? Nicolaus's French accent got thicker with anger, so much so it was almost hard to understand him clearly. I mean that your power is pernicious, and whether you like it or not, you have the typical vampire mentality of thinking with fangs before mind. Recklessness has no consideration for its iniquity. It looked as though Nicolaus were about to pres- respond, but Gwydion continued. You have no mind for consequences. This decapitated carpus le- carcass leaves us all in a quandary. Did you spare a moment to consider how this would affect our innocence, Scarlet? Your penchant for sin will consume her unsullied mind. She is strong, Nicolaus said. Yes, I do not deny that for she is strong in ways you will never be. You are jaded with age, insensible to evil. She, he motioned to me, has the clemency, compassion of a human. I doubt you can recall what it means to take the burden of empathy. <clears throat> uh, yes.
0: Beautiful. That was beautifully read, that. Actually. Really, really beautifully read, that. So, yeah, it's good to have this really good extract reading your book, that as long. Well. It's really, really engaging so good luck with it definitely so and keep us informed when the next book comes. So, i certainly would love to have you on the own again spoke label at some point in the future definitely so, oh, so
1: that'd be we'll chat,
0: we'll it, watch out well don't watch your space away we will your lady on again, I promise you so right asha well thank you for today hang around i need to speak to you off mic well, pleasure okay. been a pleasure been a pleasure today We really really enjoyed this today thank really
1: you good. so much so, this has <laughs> been really lovely
0: yeah it has indeed so okay guys and girls Alf, don Callis, as don color says, been impact wrestling stay safe And stay over. We'll see you all soon. Spoken mate.